I wonder if any of you remember the Indigo Girls. I'm going back more than 30 years. There's a song called The Prince of Darkness that was written in 1989. And I don't know that they would use these exact words today, but I think they would be more creative in their use of words to talk about the shadowed places that we sometimes find ourselves in which there is no light. Here's some of the words. My place is of the sun and this place is of the dark. I do not feel the romance. I do not catch the spark. I tried to make this place my place. I asked for Providence to smile upon me with his face. But I'll tell you, my place is of the sun and this place is of the dark. I do not feel the romance. I do not catch the spark. In the winter of 1990, I listened to that song every day. I was away from home across the world, confused and hurting. The play button on my Walkman was shiny from me pushing it over and over and over again. I knew every note. I knew every word. I could sing it in my sleep. It opened up a place of my heart where pain and anger could pour out. I needed that. And I feel as if we need a song like that for today. For this day, with Afghanistan and Haiti and makeshift ICUs and parking garages in Mississippi, so much suffering. As people of faith, what do we make of this? And how can we not be angry? How can we not ask the questions that shake the foundation of our faith in a God of goodness and power? And Psalm 34, God saves all the just? I'm trying really hard to think about that today. I was trying really hard all week to make sense of that. So many of the Psalms though, are like that song that sustained me all that winter in 1990. The Psalms are the songs right in the heart of the Bible. They are the classic, the country Western, the pop, the gospel, the love songs, the slave songs of our faith. And they tell the truth, not necessarily the truth in the sense of what happened historically. They tell the honest truth of the emotions and the feelings and the hope and the thanksgiving, the pleading to God. In the Psalms, we can say how much we hate evil, how much we hate even our enemies, even though we're not supposed to ever say that but we feel it sometimes. And so the Psalms give us permission. They give us permission to pour out to God those things that we never thought we would be able to say. The Bible, the Psalms give us permission to look into those most painful places 
and acknowledge our rawest emotions. And sometimes they take us to the heights of hopes and when our faith is absolutely sure that God has everything in control and it's all gonna work out. And sometimes that's what we need to hear to keep us going. I think there's some ambivalence in Psalm 34, some reaching out and crying out to God and hoping and being assured and, and then crying out to God. It is ascribed to David, the little shepherd boy now grown up, ascribed to him when feigning madness before King Abimelech so he could escape his enemies. See, David and King Saul had a problem and David had to escape for his life from the king. And for some reason, David seeks shelter in the city of Gath, which was the city of Goliath. And we know that David killed Goliath and they recognize David. And so he is in deep trouble. But David pretends to be out of his mind. He scratches the doors and the gates and lets drool run down his beard and it works. And the king of Gath says, I don't want a lunatic. And David escapes and he sings his joy. God did this. Surely it is God who saved me. Now, most of the Psalms ascribed to David were not written by David. The writer of the hymnal tried to put it in a context. And we hear the voice of one who is grateful to be alive, who has been through a harrowing experience and survived. It speaks the truth of good people who do justice and suffer and spirits get crushed. And there is hope beyond hope that God saves, that bones will not be broken and those who do evil will be condemned. The psalmist absolutely credits God. He or she knows God has heard her cries, rescued her. She trusts that the character of God is to be near the brokenhearted and those whose spirits are crushed. There's no denial of suffering. Those who do justice, those who work alongside American soldiers to make for peace, they get in trouble and there is the hope that God rescues. than just from all their troubles. I hear in this a song of resistance and hope. We sing to resist despair. We sing to resist evil. We sing to sustain our hope. The music and the poetry of the Psalms has power to transform us. They give us strength. They help us persist in doing good. They help us persist in praying for the soldiers who are trying to get people out. They help us persist when we want to do something and we seek to furnish an apartment for refugees. They help us persist in having faith in the goodness of God.
a German theologian, Dorothy Zolle, grew up in the shadow of Auschwitz. And in the face of suffering, she said, don't ask why. Ask rather, what can we do? We can spend all day asking why there is suffering. What would God have us do? Her answer was that God would be have us become God's own hands and feet and be part of that effort to get the Afghan people to safety, that we would help the people of Haiti survive and recover, that we would do all we can to support people who are working with COVID patients. We are the eyes of love of God. As we see the suffering of the Afghan people, we are the ears of God as we hear the suffering of the people of Haiti. And as in Psalm 34, we will work with God to rescue the suffering. We will be near the brokenhearted. And we will do all we can to heal those crushed in spirit. As a church, we have already sent funds from our mission monies to Presbyterian disaster assistance because we are part of the Presbyterian church and we're connected to aid agencies. We have people on the ground who are helping people get water and first aid kits and blankets right now. PDF, that Presbyterian disaster assistance says chaos out of hope. And we join the psalmists and proclaim that as we make God known, we will make God known through the mending of broken bones. We've heard from Luan that we will furnish apartment, an apartment, at least one for an Afghan refugee family, we will be near those crushed in spirit. In these actions, we will keep going. We will live Psalm 34 and keep going. We will take on the power to transform people's lives, that we give others strength, that we help people persist in doing good. Sometimes we are the something of God that people must cling to because we, by the grace of God, are God's eyes, God's ears, God's face, God's hands, God's feet, God's heart. That song by the Indigo Girls that I listen to every day. It was a psalm of sorts, psalm of resistance. The end of all that pain pouring out in that song, the final words are, by grace, my sight is growing stronger. I will not be a pawn for the prince of darkness any longer.
grasp the hope. Sing it. Amen.